You are listening to the Commercial CIO Podcast, the podcast for CIOs who mean business. In this series, we'll explore how business IT leaders are adopting and investing in the latest technologies to help drive improved productivity, reduce costs, and improve ROI on their IT budget. We'll get the latest insights directly from IT leaders and industry specialists, giving you the practical knowledge and information you need to get the very best value from your IT budget and investments. If you found our content of interest, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Matt, nice to see your smiling face again uh, for the second of these podcasts. And uh, we've got a very interesting topic today, one that's really neglected, I think, in the, the general media. And that's a whole big area, big in all sorts of ways, of uh, why do large businesses overspend on both mobile and uh, fixed line telecom services and contracts. And I know you're, uh, you're uh, steeped in this stuff, aren't you? Yeah, uh, right or wrong, that's where I spent a lot of my career uh, since uh, I first got into telecoms uh, quite, quite young in the early 90s. I kind of fell into it. I, I guess like a lot of IT and telco people, we, we, I don't think any of us kind of, or few of us, uh, went through school thinking that's where we'd end up, but it's where I ended up. And I've always specialized in the commercial side of it. So uh, helping large businesses to understand uh, how they uh, use telecom services, how they uh, deploy them, how they, uh, you know, contract and negotiate for them. And importantly, what they overspend, you know, and, and I see it everywhere. So yeah, it's, it's certainly an area I've got uh, 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 for my sins, a lot of experience in both. So looking forward to sharing some of my insights today. Yeah, and as ever, the name of the game is to give uh, CIOs, other IT leaders out there, some real tips and tricks and takeaways that they can put into action, hopefully save gazillions for their uh, for well, do, do, do you know, I, I see it really simply. Uh, I've, I've never, so, you know, I don't know how many, hundreds of large organizations that work for over the years, and they all have one thing in common. All the budget they ever need is already hiding within their IT budget. It just needs to be released. Uh, and, and it comes in many, many different forms, that overspending. Uh, so absolutely, we're going to be able to cover a whole heap of stuff today. Uh, uh, but for most, you know, mobile, if you take mobile as an area, I, I do tend to do a lot of work in at the moment. 20 to 30% is what I see normally. Hidden cost, wastage, um, you know, poor contracts, inappropriate tariffs, whatever it might be. There's a whole range of stuff we'll cover. But yeah, normally 20 to 30% in your budget is out there on, on fixed line and mobile telco alone just to go after. Oh, that's 20 to 30% of what? The whole IT? And, but, and, and the, the 20, 30% of whole, certainly in terms of connectivity and uh, fixed on and telecoms, obviously different areas, you know, cloud services and other IT, you know, kind of things vary. But, but I think the principles are still there. There's an awful lot of wastage within IT, you know, often, often because, you know, it's quite reactive IT, isn't it? You know, things are moving forward the whole time. People are trying to react to changing the situation. You know, what's happened in the last four months, you know, it's just blown apart uh, how, how organizations have to work. And, and the thing about cost management in IT is it's proactive. It requires you to take a stance and do something about it. And of course, it never gets to the top of the, 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 the priority list. And that's why so many organizations do end up overspending it, but don't realize they're overspending in IT. Uh, because they're so busy doing the day job or trying to implement, you know, transformational change that what they don't necessarily have time or resource or knowledge to do is to see all the missing dollars that they could have that could be, you know, in part funding those new investments. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it all sounds a bit all Alice through the looking glass, doesn't it? You know, that the, uh, large companies full of very bright people can miss these things staring them in the face. But I do think with IT generally, you know, if you step back from it a little bit, one of the ways that it's a tough job is it, it's still a relatively useful industry. You know, people are still really getting to grips with this stuff and it's a moving target. You know, the technologies just change so quickly and you don't want to miss a beat. So, you know, something has to, something gets lost sometimes, doesn't it? And, do, and do you know what I, big area. Yeah. Do you know what I see a lot? It's just, um, it's dealt with in a, as a silo and not across multiple business functions. And, and so, for instance, if you take something as simple as mobile and managing mobile cost and usage and so on, actually, it's not just the IT team. It, you know, HR have a role to play within their finance, have a role to play within their, obviously, IT themselves. Procurement have a role to play. And, and those organizations that are really successful at it, what they do is they join up the different uh, strands of the business, the different uh, departments, and have a joined up approach to managing and procuring as opposed to just going and procuring and managing in, in, in silos. And, and that's the difference, which is when you take a siloed approach, you, you, you tend to miss a lot. When you, when you take a holistic approach, you tend to get a lot more results. Yeah. Do you think it's one of those areas that maybe falls between the gaps sometimes? Falls between de- de- definitely. Yeah. I, I, I know very few organizations that have um, a separate uh, kind of function or people dedicated to, let's call it IT cost management. I, th- I see it something that happens in projects. Yeah, so so there'll be a new, con- you know, a trigger event. Uh, hey, Martin, my contract's coming up for mobile in, a, you know, six months' time. We, we need to go and negotiate a new contract. Um, but once it's negotiated, then it tends to, hey, that one's done and dusted, and then two years' time, someone will kind of dust dust it down and, and have another look. Whereas where all the cost always comes in and sneaks back in is once that contract is negotiated, yeah, it's at that point. And, it, and, and that does fall down the gaps. Is that finance's role to analyze all those bills? Is that IT's? Is it HR's role to uh, help educate the business on policy? Whose role is it? So I think you're right. I think it often falls in the gaps that someone else is thinking, well, someone must be doing it. It's not my job but it actually doesn't get done. And, and the beneficiaries of that are the mobile networks, the fixed-line telecom networks, the cloud providers, who, who essentially get paid for all that wastage. Yeah, I don't suppose they're going to be telling you how to do it, are they? But the, um, the, 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 the challenge, you'd think, or, or the opportunity, rather, would be for consultants to come in in the same way that if I'm going to go to tender and uh, do a massive outsourcing project, then I'll probably get advice from people who probably worked at all of those outsourcing companies before. Is that not the, the name of the game, that people who've worked on both sides of the fence can come in and, and help you make a better call? Uh, yeah, poss- possibly. Um, I, I think a lot of stuff businesses can do themselves. And, and, and then the, the whether to bring in a specialist is really all about what resources, time, knowledge you actually have in your organization but i'm a big advocate of the fact that actually all organizations have got a wealth of opportunity just sitting there already that they could get to relatively quickly regardless of of bringing in a third party to to support them so for instance um, asking yourself simple questions which is do you actually have an accurate inventory of all of your connections or your lines because if you don't, I guarantee you that your organization is paying for services that are either no longer needed for people that are left the organization or sites have closed. So when, when you know, go back and look at some of the bigger projects I've run over, uh, over many years. We're for a big high street bank. This is going back in late 90s now. Yeah? And when we went in there, the first question we said that, was like, you know, share with us your inventory. And they're like, mm, 
yeah, not really sure on that one. And when we actually start looking at, we actually found uh, not not dozens of circuits, hundreds of circuits, data circuits, fixed line circuits that are within sites that have been decommissioned. You know, sites have been shut down. They're still paying for the data networking going into them. Just small examples, but these things can be hundreds of thousands, millions of pounds worth in some organizations. Typically on mobile, I see between five and 15% of all connections on a mobile phone bill have not been touched in the last six months. So it just gives you some, some extent that things that businesses could do straight away yeah, if they were taking a proactive approach to it, actually looking for it rather than uh, just focusing on maybe negotiating a deal every couple of years. So yeah, I, I think there's always a role for a specialist, but the, the, the specialist role is not actually about getting you the best price in the market. A specialist comes in of actually negotiating the right contract for you, one that's flexible enough to adapt to change, one that really gets underneath the, the skin of, uh, of the deal. And that's where a lot of people fail. They think that they've got the deal by getting a good price. Price is the easy bit. You know, you phone up five carriers, they're all going to send you a rate card or give you a price. The difficult bit is getting a contract that's, that's fit for purpose as well. And that's where a lot of businesses, you know, also fall over. But no, you don't need a specialist to start with. You, you can just go and start looking yourself. If you don't have a resource, by all means, call someone in. Yeah, I mean, you're a specialist yourself, so effectively, you're being very modest there. I mean, if you go in uh, to these companies and you're realizing that they've got a lot of these sunk costs that are absolutely crazy, right? They're not using the stuff, but they're paying for it anyway. <laughs> Do they treat you as uh, behold the conquer conquering hero hero, or, or are they pathetically <laughs> you, grateful, or do, do they look very uh, embarrassed? That do, you know, do you know what? I, I think it's really difficult. Uh, for businesses and this this is why maybe you know like we, we talk to CIOs as you know uh, this kind of main theme of, of our podcast and our comms a CIO view on life is different from an operational team and here's why it's different yeah if if you're a CIO and you don't realize that actually you've got 20 30 percent overspending going on yeah you're probably going to want to find out about it do something about it and actually you're probably not going to go into it with some form of blame culture or uh, challenges like that if you're operationally martin hey you're 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 operationally responsible for the mobile budget and some kind of bald middle-aged guy turns up and you know starts analyzing your phone bills and tells you overspending by 30 40 50 70 percent in some instances and it's you know it's a bit of a mess you know people get defensive on that so so i think you know we've got to recognize that actually it starts with the cio and it starts with also saying look this stuff happens in every organization's overspending my job as cio is to look look inwardly at the business work out hey can we release some of that money so we can you know, hey, look, protect jobs as we go forward, invest in better tech, transform our business. Um, and and, and that, that's kind of thing. So where you get a CIO that sees it and, and, and sends the right messaging down, it really works. Um, sometimes you see, and we don't really work this way, but you see organizations that come in as broad cost management consultants. You know, they, they might be doing electricity, IT, recruitment, you name it. You know, they've got a kind of finger in every every cost uh, pie if you like and and that's where you start to see real problems because they go kind of straight in and they report to the cfo and then it becomes a problem because like everyone's suddenly going hey there's loads of wastage here loads of savings you could be be making much better in my view of your cio to take an independent look at it objectively assess whether there's a problem or not and if there's a problem work out whether you can deal with it yourself or bring in a specialist but but actually collaborating with the team because that's when it really works so yeah sometimes to answer your question in a roundabout way sometimes great yeah we do get results and and, and, and it's clear but in other organizations it can be more much more challenging if, it, if the cios haven't laid the groundwork for it 
Yeah, and of course it's very timely. I mean, at the moment, the whole name of the game for vast swathes of enterprises out there is cost management and extracting cost from the business because, you know, they're just trying to survive these perilous times, aren't they? Do, do you know what? Um, uh, it is true. Uh, and um, where, where I, I see a lot, though, is the default is these organizations turning around looking at their suppliers. And they're, they're sending out letters like, um, help us save money, you know, help us to bring costs under control. Can you reduce your pricing and so on? And, 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 and my point uh, is, and this is what I've seen consistently over the last 25 years, is that actually the money is often already there. So almost the worst thing you can do right now is instinctively go to your providers and say, rip up the deal, give me a new deal, reduce my price. Because actually what that does is it locks in all the inefficiencies and all the wastage. Uh, and, and often you, you do it on a, on a contract that wasn't, already wasn't fit for purpose. So for instance, one of the big challenges that people have uh, when managing IT at the moment is that the whole nature of how they use IT services has changed. So take mobile, yeah, massive changes. If your organization hasn't got a flexible contract, then you end up with, uh, I see a customer, they, had a, they, they were paying for a massive amount of global mobile roaming data. Yeah, but they had it locked in. Yeah, so, so when COVID came, no one's flying. They're still spending, you know, uh, five figures a month on a data plan that they are not going to use. And it just doesn't, you know, they'd spend that money no matter what. If they had a flexible deal, then they would have been able to adapt to that. So, so, you know, great. Someone might reduce their price by 10% if they go there and time into another two-year term. But if you're tying into the same old inflexible terms that you had before, that's actually really bad. What you want to be doing is understand the opportunity, then, yeah, remove the wastage or at least understand where it is if you're tied into it, then renegotiate a contract that's able to allow you to take that out and proactively manage it. Because if you don't do that, I assure you that that will be a short-term saving and the cost will creep back up again. Yeah, and is that one of the common issues? You know, you have the wrong technology for the, the user or business requirement or, or that user and business requirement changes over time and it becomes the wrong technology? Yeah, you see a lot of that. Um, One-size-fits-all one approach. Um, so take, take mobile. You know, it is an area I specialize in, so I'll refer to that quite a lot because it's easy to understand. Everyone's got one as well. But if you look at mobile, everyone uses their mobile phones differently. But if you look at most organizations, they buy on the same basis for everyone whether that be a big shared pool of data yeah, that everyone has or whether everyone gets you know, their own allowance and it kind of pulls together. Um, and and in, some, in some cases, that's fine. But in most organizations, what you really see is that a small group of users, the top 1%, top 5%, typically account for anywhere up to 30 40% of all the usage, especially in data. So the question I would say is, well, uh, if you knew that, would you buy the same plan for everyone or would you take those top 1%, which might be five or 10 people, would you move them out and put them on their own separate unlimited plan, remove everyone else, you know, keep everyone else on the shared data, which is more expensive, but more effective data because you know, it's shared, you know, ups and downs uh, get smoothed out. And that's where businesses don't see it. So yeah, the wrong technology, the wrong tariffs, uh, is one of the problems. But, but equally, the biggest problem I see is people don't look inwards. They don't look at how they are using the services first. They just rely on pricing and their vendors to come up with the cost savings areas. Whereas if they looked inward, they, they would find a lot more opportunity as well. Well, you referred to it earlier, though. If they're not really doing an audit and that's not 
baked into their, their strategy, then there's a problem straight away, right? Yeah, the whole uh, of the telecoms market works on a principle of either under or over utilization. So this is now going under the bonnet. What actually happened? So uh, myself, my team, we've all got a lot of experience of working uh, on the kind of network side as well as the corporate side. So, so here's how it works. I, I sell you a package, Martin, um, which let's say in mobile, you know, I see a 20, 20 gig package per month, you know, for data and you get unlimited voice. Now, when, when those networks price up those plans, they price it on the basis that you're actually going to use a few gig. If you used all of your 20 gig every month on that plan, they would lose money or not make that much money. And the same applies in the corporate world. If you've got a 1,000 users yeah, and you buy a terabyte's worth of data and you use exactly a terabyte's worth of data, that's not really very efficient for the network. They're going to kind of lose money. They work on a basis that you're going to buy a terabyte and use 1.5. And that, that half a terabyte of data that you use over and above your allowance, they don't charge at the same rate as within a pool. They charge a massive amount over. Yeah, or alternatively, they look at from underutilization. I'm going to give you a terabyte's worth of data knowing that you only use 300 gig a month, so you've got 30% of your data used. And of course, all of this gets lost. You know, people don't really see it, but that's where the wastage creeps in. You know, all those small charges or, or, or you don't think about the charges are going to come in if I exceed my allowance. They're the things that really rack up. So a lot of this market is underutilization, overutilization. Those that actually optimize it aren't necessarily very you know, profitable for those, those, those carriers, but it's where they make all the money on the hidden cost. Yeah, so a CIO coming in and looking at this, looking at ways to save costs and for obvious reasons at the moment, what's the first step for them? Where, where should they begin? I, I think it always starts for me with, with get, get your uh, initial view, like your insight into what's going on. So that starts with, right, questions. Yeah, have we got an inventory of all of our connections? And have we checked what they're for? So in fixed line, uh, can, we, can we map each of those connections back to an actual site? Is that site still there or has it been shut down? You know, because there's, there's cost saving. In mobile world, can we put a name against every user? This is, you know, uh, some of the vendors, if you don't put a, a name next to it, they're kind of like, you have Mr. Anonymous Anonymous. Now, any, anyone listening to this has ever seen like kind of one of these mobile carrier bills will have seen this ridiculous thing where all these people, the same name, Mr. Anonymous Anonymous turns up on the bill and that's what it actually says. And, and that just tells me that organization doesn't have a grip on the now, of course, you know, this got security risks as well. You know, I've seen uh, organizations that didn't have control of their inventory, large bills being racked up. And when they actually went to investigate it, they found that that device or that uh, connection wasn't even in the business. It had been stolen, taken, sold on, yeah, and was now doing the rounds, often internationally, racking up loads of money, uh, cost to the business. So start with, have you got an inventory? Then you start with, can I pull all my contracts together? So for all those different services, are, am I actually in contract, out of contract? And then you can start to look at things like the usage. Understand the profile of usage. Is it changing? Uh, have I got a small group of users that are using way more than others? Are they on the right technology? Are they on the right tariff? So it's all sorts of things you do, but it always starts with the inventory. If you've got a clean inventory uh, uh, or start to get one, you're going to find a lot of ways to shred away in most businesses. Yeah, if I'm a, the CIO of a large-ish business, maybe a branded business, um, mm -hmm. and you're going in there and I'm one of these uh, uh, typical cases that you referred to, well, what sort of money can you save me? So um, I typically see that uh, most organizations spend somewhere in a region on mobile, two, two to 300 pounds a year 
per employee, that type of level. That's typically where we see for, mo for most of those, um, as I say before, there's at least 20 to 30%. Uh, and in some cases, I did a project for uh, a large law firm recently. Um, they had several thousand connections. Uh, we did 70% out of their bill. And, and that was a combination of different things, combination of inefficiencies, wastage, out-of-date contracts, inflexibility in their existing contract. But it can be very, very substantial. But for most, it's 20 to 30%. In a few, look, listen, it might be 5 or 10% if you've got it really optimized and really lean. But most don't. And, 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 and uh, as I say, a lot of it isn't just getting the right price. It's, it's all these unused services or not fit for purpose tariffs and, and, and profiles of, of usage. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about roaming. I mean, on the consumer mm. side, it's always been a bugbear, of course. Uh, uh, the Whatever the opposite of transparent is, I guess, very opaque sort of business mm -hmm. wasn't for, for many years until it was clamped down on. Uh, obviously, at the moment, a lot of us are traveling somewhat less for obvious reasons, but is roaming and, and building in costs of roaming uh, a big contributor factor to the way the businesses overspend as well yeah de definitely for some businesses uh that's certain. so um i mean to, to give you some horror stories uh the the biggest individual roaming bill shop i've seen so far has been one hundred and fifteen thousand pounds for one user for one week's holiday uh mm. they're in cuba um used 10 gigs worth of data on the wrong network and racked up that that bill now martin if you'd have done that on your on your your home you know, mobile bill, yeah, you, you, you'd have been shut down long before. There's no way on earth they would have allowed £115,000 worth of uh, charges to uh, uh, come, come in there. But um, uh, in a corporate world, if you've got a big bill, £100,000 to £300,000 a month, then these things get lost in there. Now, you're still going to see a £115,000 bill, but you might not see a £3,000, £2,000, £1,000. It happens all the time, and it happens because uh, the tariffs, when they negotiate up front, maybe aren't as comprehensive as could have been, or, or no one really thought about getting the fine detail. In a lot of cases, businesses don't educate their users at all. So they don't tell them, you know, they don't tell them what they spend on mobile. They don't, don't share any information about where it's expensive, where it's not. So, so if you're just given a corporate mobile phone, you can, you, you know, you can be racking up hundreds or thousands of pounds in a business uh, and you'd never know. So for a lot of it, it's, it's a, this kind of combination. But yeah, it's a really big problem uh, for many organizations, especially professional services. Um, and, and it's one that often they think the answer is always tariff, but it's actually education is, is, is more often than not the, the answer. Yeah, I mean, education, education, education uh, is, is a mantra, isn't it? And, and I think many sage CIOs know that a big part of that job is talking, talking both up and across and, and down, making sure people know the impacts of their actions, informing them, educating them, reminding them, and somehow coercing uh, people you, to behave you, better. You, right? you, say, you say that, but if you look at mobile, it's, the, it's probably the only area of IT that I can think of. I mean, it probably there will be others and you know, share with us if you, if you know of others, but it's one of the few areas of IT where the end user is ultimately responsible for what the bill looks like. Now, if you think about that for a second, all other areas of IT, you, you, know, you, you don't let people go out and buy their own laptops or negotiate their own software deal with Microsoft or you know, whoever it might be. You, you know, all of it is controlled, locked down, and managed centrally by IT and procurement. Mobile, they negotiate a framework, but you as the end user control how it's used and largely what's been spent. And you say about education, but I think uh, in my own experiences, 
you know, I don't have a specific number on this, but I would be staggered if it was more than 10% of organizations actually share with their employees each month what they used and what they spent and gave them a reminder of what's acceptable policy and what's not. So if you don't tell people about it, you don't educate them, you don't share, which is my experience, rather than that be the norm, then don't be surprised when, when things go wrong. You know, it's like uh, I have two teenage daughters. You know, if, if, I, if I gave them my credit card and said, go out and do what you want, and I never checked it, I'm probably going to end up with some form of credit card bill shock. You know, it's exactly the same in the corporation. If you never tell anyone, how are they to know that it's expensive in certain countries or when they're using too little or too much? Who knows how much data they use on their mobile phone? No one. You know, unless you're a real geek like me and analyzing the actual phone bills, you know, no one's got a clue, have they? So, so unless you tell people, they're not going to change behaviour. Yeah, I wouldn't say you're a geek at all, Matt. You're putting yourself well, down that, too hard on yourself. Uh, that's very, very kind. My, my wife calls me a one-trick pony. You know? Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Te- telecoms, that's kind of all I know. <laughs> so. Full of crazy old family, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, no, no, they're great. Respect, crazy. <laughs> so they, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, companies when they're looking for a new mobile provider or a telco for that matter, and, and maybe a bit of nitty-gritty about negotiating tactics. Uh, do you want to go there? Yeah. Um, so, uh, the key, key tips really for, for contract negotiations, this is going to bore people a little bit here, but Hey, do you know what? If, if you, if you don't understand what you're using, what you're spending, how you deploy those services day one, are you going to market? You are going to get, uh, uh, everything you deserve in terms of the deal, because that's where it all goes wrong. Organizations go to market without truly understanding their services that they use. And therefore they can't really, articulate to the vendors what they're trying to achieve properly. They literally ask for their best price. And then they start trying to compare all these different price plans. But of course, they don't understand the usage, so they can't really model it. You know, and the devil is always in the detail, Martin. It's always the fine detail. So, so here's what they do in many cases. They get look at the headline. How much is the line rental for the voice plan? Oh, it, it's five pounds. How much is the data? Oh, it's you know, it's another five pound. Oh, it's ten pound a month. How many users have we got? A thousand. Ah, the answer is ten thousand pound a month. But they didn't think to go. Hey, how much are these UK to international calls? Oh, well, well, this vendor might be 10p a minute. This vendor might be £1.50. Oh, we didn't ask that. How much is it when we call an 0844 number? Hey, no one ever asked that. You know, suddenly you use a thousand minutes of that a month and you find that you're on a planet of, you know, pound a minute. You know, it, it, it all adds up. So uh, I think where a lot of businesses go wrong is right at the beginning. They don't understand their usage. They don't articulate properly to the vendors what they're trying to achieve. And then uh, they, they run on headlines. Equally, if you flip down its head, once you understand the profile of usage, then you can start saying, hey, what we really need is a combination of things. We need a core plan for the majority of our users. We need some individual plans, let's say unlimited data plans for certain types of usage, like home working right now. You know, I've been on uh, cellular uh, testing out, uh, just working purely on 4G. I use about five gig of data a day. You would not want to be on a shared data plan for that. You'd want your own standalone unlimited plan. So, so I think a lot of it comes down to just really giving it the time and effort to understand the data. And if you can't, then bring someone in that can help you get that visibility because that's where the carriers, they do this every day of the week. They have whole teams whose only job is to negotiate contracts that look great value to the customers but are going to claim back lots of money over the term. So, so get, getting that insight to begin with is key critical, and that's where it goes wrong. Um, and and um, the, the, the other side to this is not uh, joining up the different parts of the business, not getting finance, procurement, IT, all working together to explain it properly from the outset, just literally piling straight into the renegotiations. Because if you do join it up, you, you can you know, actually often get a much different perspective on what the business really needs. 
Yeah, that's good advice. Uh, Tony, a lot of CIOs out there will be starting to think about 5G. It's very early in the journey, mm. of course. Is that going to have a big impact with different commercial models or what's going to happen there? Yeah, so I think, I mean, um, I, I, originally when 5G, the kind of early last summer, wasn't it, 2019, that, that, that 5G started to come out, we started to initially see all these kind of different models of, you know, pay to upgrade to 5G or, you know, you can have different speeds with 5G. I, I th think what we're really seeing is that's probably not going to happen. I think it's just going to be a natural evolution um, to 5G where it's available. You'll be able to get that as part of your service. Um, do, do businesses have a real need for it right now? I think it's going to, in most businesses, probably not. It's going to be, it's be a better service. It'll give you better capacity. You know, more connections can connect to the local cell tower without getting coverage issues and so on. Um, but ultimately, for most, they can't see a real true business case for it today. Slightly better service. Where it will become way more important in the future is when we start to see the next wave of 5G services come in, which are going to be things like network slicing. So this is where you can, as a corporation, potentially have your own private layer within the mobile network that you can that, that you can utilize, uh, where you might have mobile edge computing. So this is where you're pushing out your kind of data center technologies much closer to the edge, much closer to the end mobile device, uh, so that you can have much lower latency on those services, so you can be more responsive and, and, and avoid this kind of backhauling everything to the, the kind of core, if you like. Once, once we see those things coming, then it's going to be really transformational, and it's going to be a very, very different commercial model. But I think, to answer your question, for now, for most businesses, it's probably going to be just a natural you know evolution of their existing 4g contract 5g will be thrown in maybe some are charging a bit of a premium at the moment and some differentiation around speeds uh, but we're seeing that disappear quite quickly and even betting without 5g are you seeing changes in the sort of commercial models that are made available to uh, businesses out there um, uh, Taylor two cities really at the moment uh, in the, in the consumer and low end SME markets, uh, there's much more, uh, view of unlimited data. Whereas that's still quite difficult to get in the big corporate world. I don't know what the problem is there really. I, I suspect it's, um, uh, it's somewhere the, the commercial model doesn't really quite work at the moment to maybe give it to large corporate, but I'm not quite sure why, but, but yeah, definitely we do see a differentiation there. I, I see us moving to a point where, mobile genuinely is going to be a replacement for fixed line for a lot of use cases and when that comes the only way that's going to work is if it's if it's more kind of fixed price as well you know who's going to want to sign up for a cellular service where you might have an un you know uncapped bill just doesn't really make too much sense so i think we're going to see a migration to unlimited but equally unlimited isn't necessarily very efficient for deploying to everyone in your business it's back to the same argument which is when i've got a thousand users i'm going to have a lot of different profiles some that hardly use it some that use you know uh, some, some data and, and some that use lots and therefore having this kind of combination of different options will always be probably relevant in the corporate world and and, and as soon as you go to a one-size-fits-all model you know, as with anything in life, what you tend to find is there's, there's a, again, a lot of this wastage and overspending occurs. Yeah, Matt, you've done a heroic job uh, spelling it out for, for the listeners out there. I don't know if you want to wrap it up and close on any thoughts or anything that we, I failed to ask you about. No, I, th I think, I think um, for, for me, it always comes down to this, which is most organizations just don't realize by how much they're overspending. And it is, it is often 20 to 30% within their organization. It happens as well let's be brutal because those organizations don't themselves have the processes, resources, tools to continuously monitor and manage their inventory and expenditure and usage. They don't educate their users in the case of mobile and, you know, and all of these things add up. And if, if your view on life is that the answer is always negotiate a cheaper deal, 
you're never going to resolve any of those problems. Whereas if you stop and actually start looking inwards to begin with, manage what you've got more efficiently, get rid of wastage, and then negotiate, you get this kind of double, double, a double impact of it. And that's where you suddenly see 30 40% savings because you're getting the best of both elements, not just relying on the cost savings that your carrier is going to give you or your IT provider is going to deliver to you. You're taking responsibility for it. So I think that's my number one tip. Um, we're going to have uh, uh, lots of uh, stuff available in the download section for this if, if, if people want to get templates or want to understand more about how they can manage and optimize costs. And, and of course, you can always reach out directly to us if you want to have uh, a one-on-one chat. Yeah, and finally, what happened to that chap who got stuck? I presume it was a chap who got stuck with the 115 grand bill in Cuba. Uh, well, do, do you know what? Uh, we, we, we highlight the data. We, we, we are able to kind of share that. Um, we don't tend to get too involved with the HR politics side of it. But um, in all those cases, um, it's not healthy for the business and it's not healthy for the employee when that happens. And if the businesses are brutally honest with themselves, what they'd realize is that that places everyone in a really difficult position. But why? Because no one educated that user before they went that it would be super expensive. The business didn't put in place alerting and measures to pick up on it while the user was away. The contract they negotiated wasn't fit for purpose for that type of usage. And, 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 and ultimately, if you boil it down, the business itself could have prevented that in the first instance. So I don't know what happened to that individual user. I bet it got reprimanded in some way, shape or form. But if the business was truly honest to itself, it was the cause of that problem in the first instance by not actually putting the systems processes and checks in place to stop it happening from the very outset. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, we better wrap up, hadn't we? Uh, what did we do? 35 minutes? It was really Again, good to talk, Martin. I'll see Thank you on the you next up. one. See you next time. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the CIO podcast, the podcast for CIOs who mean business. If you like what you heard during this podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe to get the latest insights from IT leaders and industry specialists. Thanks for listening and stay tuned.